This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat on this Tuesday of this short, short week. Wait, what is this? I know this music. Don't say it. I know what we're listening to. It's not Harry Potter, but it's in that vibe. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Justin, Why would we listen to this? Because we're in, we're fully in September now. And I made I'm, a comment last week that this is a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie, and you think it is... Both. Yeah, but honey, why would this be relevant to play on Rosh Hashanah the day after Labor Day? <laughs> because have you seen like all the houses and places around the town? Already decorated. They're already decorated for Halloween, I'm, so we're just getting into it now. I'll tell you, this morning, they always wake up and I look through my phone. You don't want to play Fiddler on the Roof? Oh. I'll do that next hour for oh, you. That's good. Yeah, we have four hours. We Great. Have four hours. Great. It's a long show. Her Jewish half is, is very, very on it today. I love that about you. Well, I went, I sometimes do Rosh Hashanah, but I went yeah. to Rosh Hashanah Eve last night at my friend Amy's house. Uh-huh. We like prepared it for the past two days. Amy Chapman. Amy Chapman, Coney Barrett. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. I forgot. Yeah. It's like a new year. Yeah. And it's so nice that today is Rosh Hashanah, so I decided to let everybody well, know. Well, happy Rosh Hashanah to all those celebrating. Uh, if you're not celebrating, it's something new to celebrate for you, so that's a good thing, because I'll, yeah. listen, I'll celebrate everybody's holidays. Everything. Uh, give me Kwanzaa any day. Any day. I don't know what it is. Probably December. I think they're all kind of around that time. Now, for the Goyams in, out, out there in the world, what is it Rosh Hashanah anyways? It's New it's Year. New Year's. Exactly. Right, yeah, it's a Jewish New Year. Just, just, yeah, make, yeah. just let New Year. Well, there's a Chinese New Year, a Jewish New Year, a white people New Year. Yeah, basic it's beautiful. Me, me New Year. Yeah, it's really nice. And uh, uh, it was so sweet because I've never seen a two-year-old celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Aww. And he went like this. Hala! And I was like... <laughs> What is he saying? I couldn't put it together. And he was like, holla. And he was like, not yet. And he was like, holla. And I was like, holla, honey. <laughs> and then he took the whole holla bread and put it in his face, like shoved it in his face. Mm. And then Amy was like, okay, well, we're going to get the holla back and then everybody can have a little piece. Did but- you say holla back? Yeah, we're gonna get the holla back. <laughs> Ain't no holla back, girl. Ain't no holla back, girl. Yeah, gosh. Uh, well, so happy New Year uh, for our Jewish brothers and sisters listening to us right now. We have a fantastic show coming up for you. Uh, major news for America's favorite mayor. Well, half of America's favorite mayor, I'll say that. Mayor Pete in the news and tell me something. Yeah. Or in, in, uh, not tell me something good. That's not for a while. I'm trying to get to the end of the show already. And uh, so what did I miss? All the top stories you may have missed this weekend. Also, uh, we're really, really proud of our state of California, right? All, all the time. Uh, especially now because one of our lawmakers has joined Grinder, Not to find love, though, but for the people. 
Amen. We are the people. Amen. And uh, we just salute this man and uh, his story. Uh, we're going to be sharing that a little bit later on this hour. So uh, if you're looking for another reason or another excuse to get on Grinder, or maybe just a good uh, story to tell your partner, we explain got it. while you're on there perusing, uh, we've got a good story for you coming up a little bit later this hour. So stick around for that as well. What? Oh, wait, hold on. I have to check my phone. Check it. Okay, I'll do the news. Okay. You check your phone. Okay. All right. Well, law enforcement needs to take the upcoming right-wing rally in support of jailed January 6th writers very seriously as concerns mount about more potential violence on Capitol Hill. Uh, Ex-FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe has said they should take it more seriously than they took the same sort of intelligence that they likely saw on January 5th. Law enforcement officials in Washington are steeling themselves against possible unrest at the Justice for J6 rally planned for September 18th, which aims to support the insurrectionists charged in the riot. Homeland Security Intelligence Chief John Cohen previously told CNN that recent online extremist rhetoric is strikingly similar to the build-up to the January 6th attack, with increasing calls for violence linked to conspiracy theories and false narratives. It's still unclear how many protesters plan to attend next next week's rally, which falls on a Saturday when the House will be in recess. So far, fewer lawmakers or staff will be around. What's the end? And this is what what worries me. You would think that January 6th would be the end for this sort of like insane conspiracy theory mania that's kind of swept our nation and the globe, to be fair. Yeah. But like, what is the end? Like, when do we get back to normalcy? Does that happen? There has to be a tipping point. Historically, there there always is. But what is that? Like, what would it take for people to be like, oh, got it. You know, Hillary Clinton isn't drinking the blood of children and Joe Biden isn't a vampire. No, those conspiracies are only getting worse. Or a reptile or whatever they believe he is. The reptilian people, oh, yeah. it's only getting worse. Well, there's a story I just saw of a man who killed a baby and more kids, like three more kids, who said God told him to do it. That's yeah. all tied to that conspiracy stuff. Like, who just goes and murders children because... I think that's where it's dangerous. I think that, I don't know if there's going to be a tipping point because the conspiracies are only getting worse and more and more people are believing them well, and falling into the trap. It's that exact same... It, 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 relevant time to be talking about this on Rosh Hashanah. It's that same sort of mentality that led to neighbors turning in their neighbors to be killed right. during you know Nazi Germany in the Holocaust. Yeah. So like, I know we we act like, oh, we're not Well, there. I mean, look at the abortion law in Texas. Oh, if an Uber God. driver takes someone to get an abortion, they can be held. Well, Uber is now paying, Uber and Lyft announced they're going to be paying all the legal fees for all their drivers in case they incur any. Good. At least corporations are stepping up. Yeah. You know? So awkward. All right, well, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 93 in Houston today, 90 in Kansas City, 72 in San Francisco, 79 in Seattle, 86 in Baltimore, 90 in St. Louis, 111 in Indio, and 90 in Las Vegas. Now, give us a vibe of the day. Try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. Mm, That's a good one. More people will take that advice in the world. A thousand percent. Come on, hold that girl. Coming up, amen. Uh, In case you missed it, men are mumbling uh, different things to women, more specifically attractive women, and we'll discuss coming up next. So what did I miss? What did I miss? All right, Michaela, let's catch our listeners up on everything they may have missed over the long holiday weekend. Maybe not everything, but the things that we care about. Absolutely, honey. Uh, America's favorite mayor is breaking another glass ceiling. Not only the first out gay cabinet member who got a vote, by the way. Uh, mayor Pete, he and Chaston have now announced the birth of their two children, making him the first out gay parent in 
the U.S. cabinet. Uh, he announced earlier this summer they were expecting Pete and Chastain, like I said, have now revealed the birth of their two children. Uh, apparently, these kids are twins. We don't have full information just yet, but that's the assumption. Uh, and from a statement from Pete, uh, Mayor Pete Chastain and I are beyond thankful for all the kind wishes since first sharing the news that we're becoming parents. We are delighted to welcome Penelope Rose and Joseph August uh, Buttigieg to our family. Uh, it, it, it's just... So beautiful. Uh, although I was wondering, uh, Mayor Pete, if Joseph August, if you could just flip that perhaps and give him the initials AJ. Yeah. Oh. I think August Joseph makes a lot more sense. Beautiful. Uh, although he was born in September. Uh, just barely missed that one. Okay. What if his birthday was in August and his name was August? That'd be incredible. So wild, right? August Getty. Is August birthday in August? I don't know. I just I actually haven't thought of that name in a gazillion years and still don't know if I know who that even is, but it's just familiar well, in my psyche somewhere. I'll say that my friend who goes by Toby, her name's October, <gasps> born in October. Wait, whoa, Toby for October? Yeah. That's a cool name. Cute, right? You know conservatives have to be losing their minds right now. Who was it not that long ago that suggested that uh, Democrats could only vote if they were parents? Remember that Wait, story? What? Yeah, and they said the Democrats don't have a vested interest in the future oh, because they're not yes. parents because we're all gays oh, and mm-hmm. liberals and yeah. we don't have kids. Well, Mayor Pete and Justin now, I guess, have the right to vote. They do, thank God. According to them, yeah. Okay, this story is crazy, and I know exactly why Justin put it in. Uh, these are tall tales, but apparently, men who mumble are more attractive. Wait, what did you say? Apparently. Well, who's that by mama? Now, they say it's because it indicates more femininity. Honey, that's not feminine. That's just not being able to pronounce your hey, words. I'm a mumbler. I am. I know I am. Oh, I can't stand. I'm like, you open your uh, mouth. You can't stand me? I can stand you so hard, but I, that's not an attractive quality. <laughs> I'm like, what did you say? You're turned on. I am turned on. Mumble to me more. Also, in other tales... A body rolled out of a stolen mortuary van. Wait, what? That also happened in this uh, in this article that Justin put in. Both those things happened in the same article? Both of them. What do they have to do with each other? Nothing. One is a mumbler <laughs> and one is a dead body. A dead body fell out of a stolen mortuary van as a man sped away from a crematory parking lot what? and led police on a chase through Georgia. The man is still on the loose. Wait, the state or the country? The state of Georgia? Yes, through Georgia. Okay, Michaela, I'm so confused right now because I'm looking at Justin like he's never seen this story before. Our producer looks so confused. You put it in. (laughs) It's it's the third paragraph. It's like a, it's a three little like blurred story. She picked the third one. Well, listen, I love Georgia. What do you mean? That's, I talked about the mumblers, uh, the men who mumble. Here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to defend mumblers. You put the article in. You've never sounded more Jersey in your life than right at this moment. I love it. You're not a mumbler. You're a fast talker though. Yeah. You talk really fast sometimes. But you know what I'm saying. You're clear. I do mumble sometimes. And I'll tell you this. I had issues. So I went to speech therapy my entire childhood. I have a, so thank you for making fun of me. Thank you so much. I'm kidding. But one of my, this girl that I was like, Loki had a crush on her as a little boy and then wanted to be your friend desperately in high school. Her name's Alicia Schmidt, right? She and I are friends now. We're great. She would, she would not care that I shared the story. But when we were in high school, she said, AJ, speak up. It sounds like your tongue's too big for your mouth. And I was so like, uh, oh, wow, that's harsh. And she said it in front of everybody, right? And everybody oh, laughed. And I was like, because I always had to be very aware of how I use my tongue. Turns out, all these years later, I started getting Invisalign. My dentist says to me, your tongue's too big for your mouth. And I said, wait, what did you say? She said, your tongue's too big. Your teeth, you have a, a crossbite and your teeth all kind of cave in. And we need to open your 
teeth, your smile up, which will give your tongue space to rest where it's supposed to rest. Uh-huh. And you'll be able to speak more properly. So now when I mumble, it's just me being lazy after like a lifetime of it. Yeah. But at that time, I actually didn't have room in my mouth for my yeah, tongue. Yeah, she was telling the truth, Alicia so listen, Schmidt. My fiance loves it. Yeah, he does. We love the big tongue. <laughs> All right, tell me sure? your story. Oh, I have another story for you. Okay, so. Uh, uh, campers, uh, you are you a big camper? Do you like to go camping? No, no, not at all. You don't like the outdoors. You got it. Well, uh, Welsh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would, I wait, would glamp, wait, I but like you? I grew up poor with dirt. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to pay for that? Can I just tell you something really quickly. What? So I know it's Tuesday morning. I just randomly, I forgot what this article even was, and mm-hmm. I just randomly saw the headline, mm-hmm. and it says Welsh. In my mind, said campers. It actually said campaigners. So. <laughs> Right. They're saying that uh, a dragon should have a penis on the nat- the nation's flag, just like it does on royal mint coins. Now, this is a really big deal, apparently. Oh uh, 300 God. people have backed this petition, uh, mean- meaning it has to be legally discussed by officials now. So back in 2016, Cardiff's royal mint added the penis to the Welsh dragon on <laughs> millions and millions of coins. So on their on their money, there's a dragon that has a penis because. Of course, dragons have to be anatomically correct. They also breathe fire, clearly. Well, now there's a public campaign being mounted to make sure that their flags that are used uh, also have a penis on their dragon so the dragons can reproduce. And I will tell you this. This is a true story. And Justin, you didn't know I did this. A few days ago, I went home last week or whatever to Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. Hung out with my little nieces, Claire and Sierra. They're obsessed with me. They're the cutest little kids. They're adorable. So cute. They have like black belts and karate. They're like... In like first grade and oh like my God, kindergarten, that's so like cute. they're so cute. And so I was there, and all of a sudden they said, "Look!" And they bring out the go and grab toothless, the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. a big plush toy. Mm-hmm. Stuffing's coming out of his back. They must play with him a lot. They must pull on his wings. I think. And that's yeah, what so they love him. Black dragon, cute, adorable, right? They're running around. They're like, "We love How to Train Your Dragon." I'm like, "But have you seen the second or the third one?" And they're like, "There isn't one." I'm like, no, "Yeah, there are. There, there's three of them." They're like, no, there's not. And I'm like, okay, do you guys have a DVD player? They go, we don't know what a DVD player is. I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. Their mom tells me they do have a DVD player up in their main room. That's neither here nor there. They said, we still need, I think it's called White Fury or something like that. It's the dragon that was the white one that's like the bad dragon but also a good dragon. So what did I do the other day on Amazon? I got on there and I ordered them so many big plush toys. Amen. They have three dragons being delivered to their house today plus all three movies on DVD. That's so cute. They do not have penises though. Yeah, I just little, like that, that it's still that. a fight. I like that in one article we're fighting about women's uteruses. Mm-hmm. And then in another article, we're like, we yeah. need a penis on the dragon. Listen, welcome to the morning beat. <laughs> Love this for us. All right, coming up, why one lawmaker is joining Grinder, And it's not about finding a date. We'll discuss coming up next. Welcome back to the morning beat. Now, we're very proud of who we are here at The Beat. We're also proud to be Californians. We're a national show. However, we are based in Southern California in the City of Angels, right? And uh, every now and then, we're proud of our community. Amen. Not often. No. No, no. We're, I wouldn't give us that much credit. We're usually a disaster, pretty much a train wreck left and right. But uh, I think that's why they canceled the prides this year. Nothing totally COVID-related. Just nothing. like, enough with the gays. We don't deserve it. No, we don't. We don't deserve it. We've been it. acting up. Listen, Mayor Pete... He is the pinnacle. He started it all. Father of two. We're proud of him. Yes, he is. He's not the only one we're proud of. How about our out-democratic California State Assembly member, Evan Lowe? Amen. Said on Tuesday that he has joined Grindr. <clears throat> <laughs> Love it. 
Way to go! Way to go! He's good looking, uh, but he's done it in an effort to stop the Republican recall of California Governor Gavin Newsom on September 14th. Now, that is quite a stretch. I don't know if I believe that. I also don't know if I care. He says, hello, beautiful. Uh, that's on his, his grinder bio, by the way. I'm on here to urge you to vote no on the Republican recall. Governor Gavin Newsom has consistently stood for equality and our LGBTQ community. Now, let us all be there for him, he wrote. Now, that's cute. But, um, do we buy it? Or is he low-key like trying to like, I don't know, find a little side piece? A little something, something. Maybe he is. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Do we judge him? No. Not at all. Is he married or single? What, what do you know about him, Justin? Look it up, please. Our producer, Justin, you got to be good for something. Yeah. Find out what the deal is with this young man. Um, I love when you call them young men. Well, I don't know. He this looks, young man. He looks like he's probably, well, he might be about my age. Let's also find out how old he is, Justin, while you're at it. Yeah. He's 38 years old. Okay, he's younger than me. Yeah, okay. I don't see anything about a uh, oh, partner. Amen. He's cute. He has nice hair. He has pretty eyes. Nice hair. Uh, Great skin. I mean, this is kind of genius to yes, me. Yes, it is. You have to. Yeah. In politics like, these days, you have to go everywhere. You have to go everywhere. And it's like, if your demographic is grinder, if you feel like you're going to make a difference on grinder. Yeah. Like, if he came and was like, I'm starting an OnlyFans, I would be like, also agree with you. Well, Donald Trump got elected and, and caused an insurrection from Parler and yeah. Twitter. Yeah. So who's to say you can't go to Grindr? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But also, low key, I love our community, but also we don't always show up in elections, like especially That's true. especially off year elections like this. And this is not even just an off year election. This is like a way off year election. This is a random recall election on September fourteenth. I my partner and I voted weeks ago. Mail in ballot, sent it in. Easiest thing in the world. Check no, move on. Right. But this thing is kind of scary. It looks like Gavin Newsom might be okay. Right now, the polling yeah. numbers are a little bit better than they were a couple of weeks ago, but that doesn't mean anything. No, imagine but that's got- what I think, too. I Listen, and I speak for myself. For our community, I think that once you make a little progress, we're like, all right, we're good. We're in the clear. Everyone yep. go. And then yep. you're like, no. I mean, that's literally how Trump won the election. I feel like it's any generation. I remember 15 years ago, I lived in Harlem. And at the time, Harlem was like still pretty Harlem. It was starting to... Uh, it was starting to gentrify but it was still very harlem i mean there were entire days where i remember my first day living there my partner was was biracial um but black presenting he was he was pretty dark-skinned and i remember seeing thousands of people and not one white person and for me that was the first time i'd ever experienced that in my life best year of my life i learned so much it was such an eye-opening experience but um i i it's 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 i remember being on the subway and getting on there while was 131st uh down by the Apollo Theater and these bunch of young kids were like fighting and this older woman sitting there shook her head and just yelled at them and had you have no idea how hard we fought do better yeah yelled at these kids this older black woman who lived through the civil rights movement and these one generation away yeah had no idea right and i think that happens sometimes in our community those who lived through the HIV AIDS crisis, even a generation before ours, uh, who who maybe were at Stonewall or or were part of a, the very first pride in their small town or their city because of Stonewall or whatever the case may be, right? Um, I, I, I'm sure sometimes they look at us and they're like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, we barely have the right to marry. Totally. And we're seeing what's happening to our trans brothers and sisters right now. So it, you're absolutely right. I think that I think that sometimes we forget. Like, yeah. things aren't guaranteed forever. 
No, they're not. As we see with abortion rights and things like that right now in Texas, like no issue is guaranteed for. Well, and there's 12 other states following suit. Of course. I mean, that's a very, and it's six weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's really dangerous. Uh, But I love that he's going to Grindr. I think it's a really um, creative way. I think it's a way to really stay relevant because whether or not you like it, I mean, our world is social media and our world is still maybe dating apps like Grindr. And if I were single, which I'm not, if I were single, I'd probably uh, send him a message and it might sound a little bit something like this, Justin. What's the grinder sound, Justin? Gosh, you're all over it usually. That's not true. I didn't. That's okay. That's a I'm bit sorry. much. Uh, that... Wow. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to The Morning Beat, uh, a tragic update from Michaela in just a moment of what's popping. I do want to remind you, our show is also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, don't worry. We've got a lot of really great content, years of content uh, for you to catch up on. Tell your friends and family. Head over to odyssey.com, download the Odyssey app. Uh, and listen to us anywhere you take a mobile device. Uh, now, Michaela Gordon, what do you have for us? Okay, well, this is devastating news. I'm um, in very shocking news after Michael K. Williams, who uh, was known uh, really most famously for The Wire, yeah. was found dead in his apartment over the weekend in New York City. He was only 54. His death was being investigated as a possible drug overdose. The NYPD said uh, during the height of his fame. It was known that he battled addiction and lived a double life in some of the most dangerous neighborhoods, doing drugs in scary places with scary people. That was said in 2012. During breaks from shooting, Williams would retreat to the Newark area looking for cocaine and weed. Um, And honestly, it's so sad because there's a lot of these stories coming out right now. You know, fentanyl has been in the news for a long time. um, And... It's been said that it's been laced with a lot of different things. There was a bunch of comedians found also this weekend doing cocaine that lost their lives. I think three of them died and one's in the hospital still. One of my, and I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if it's embarrassing. She's still, uh, she hasn't woken up yet, uh, but they were doing cocaine. It was laced with fentanyl and... You know my good friend, Cornelia. She's a comedian. Yeah. She she was friends with one of them, close friends, and 
she said that especially the, the comedy community has been hit so hard during this pandemic. Uh, comedians, oftentimes, I think people forget this, usually come from, often come from a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and find comedy as a way of coping yeah. and, and sharing laughter to heal others as they heal themselves. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a story we've heard. Listen, Robin the Williams, amount of like self-deprecation so yes, you have to have absolutely is crazy. Um, so the, the comedy community has been, been hit hard during this pandemic. So, you know, thoughts and prayers, obviously, to everyone. You know, this this man was nominated for five Emmys in the last, like, five or six years. Like, Boardwalk Empire also. Yeah. He's part of F is for Family. Like, he's been the, what was the Lovecraft Country, which got rave reviews last year. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Um, but that, to tragic... have that kind of emotional depth on camera, yeah, like you, you said, to... you got to come from a dark place sometimes. And yep. sometimes that dark place takes over. And Well, you, you, you come from experience. A lot of actors mm-hmm. pull from experience. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a singer, how many times have we seen this? You know, somebody comes out with a breakup album after heartbreak. Adele, Taylor Swift, they have yeah. all done it. Nick Lachey, after, I'm not, I'm not kidding, Nick Lachey, after he and Jessica Simpson split all those years ago, had one successful album, and it was his breakup album. Yeah, listen. Like, pain can breed, like, The beauty, entire but, EP I have is named Vivian after my grandma that died. Yes. I mean, but then also to have to relive that vulnerability many times over and Honey, to see it. I wrote a book when I was sad. Like, those emotions can, can lead to really great things, but then at some point, though... Oftentimes they catch up to you, I think. Devastating. Yeah, so Yeah, well, sad. we're sending our love to his family, and I'm so sorry about that. All right, coming up in What the Health, Dr. James Simmons is joining us on the new variant that may be worrisome. It's a scary time right now, but we're going to continue staying educated and safe. Coming up next. That's right. We are the Morning Beat. Michaela Gordon, you happy to be here on this Tuesday morning? You're a little giggly. <laughs> Yes, I am. You love us, don't you? I love it here. I said, I, I said us. I do. I do love you. you. Better love this relationship. I love this relationship so much. I why I'm laughing is because I just wish sometimes our listeners could understand what happens when we're not on the mics. Mm. And then AJ the does way these better things off mic. Really, but then he does these <laughs> things where he like tries to make me laugh, and then I go on air, and it sounds like I'm just like a giggly. It's a, it's a fun game for me, really. It it is a game for you. You're so you're like my little sister. I just pick on you. But and then I can't stop laughing. You can't. And then I'll make you tell a story that's really tragic and, and heartfelt. Oh my and God, listen to me. I will never forget. I will never forget this. He played this glorious little game last year. And I don't even think he, I, I don't even know. He did something so funny, but it was during a very, very serious interview about COVID. But he did it to me before the interview. And he knows I can't stop laughing. You know, I can't, like, once it's in my head, I can't shake it. I can't close my eyes. I can't walk away. And we're in the heat thick of this COVID interview. And I just have tears streaming down my face. I And then he was asking me questions like, well, what do you think, Michaela? And I was like. <laughs> I was trying to get you to talk on air. Listen, gosh, the world's so stressful. It's just stressful. Everybody feels it. It's re- unrelenting. Everything is always going wrong. Something's on fire. There's a there's an earthquake somewhere. There's a hurricane happening somewhere. There's another variant. Like we didn't even know what the word variant was two yes. years ago. Like, who, are, who is using that word? Unprecedented. How many Unprecedented. Didn't even know that was insurrection. A word. That's a that's a fun Who's one. She? Looking forward to another one. Apparently, you have an update for us in uh, news on the beat. So we might be having another January sixth on our hands. I mean, it's just like so much that it's sometimes intense. all you can do is laugh. And obviously, not making light of anybody's situation. Never We're all ever going ever. Through our own personal things, but. 
Now, this is just a like, little Olympics that AJ puts me through to test my emotional abilities. and Also to see if I'm still the funniest one in the room. <laughs> and as, as it turns out, I am. So there's that. Uh, coming up this hour, uh, this guy's not funny at all. The most dull, boring person you'll ever meet in your life. Dr. James Simmons. Uh, he's joining us for <laughs> What the Hell. I hope he's listening right now. Uh, no, he's fantastic. He's we love so him dearly. Uh, and he's just talking about, uh, wouldn't you know it? I didn't even look at this headline. The new variant that may be worrisome to some. Oh, good. I was worried we wouldn't get to that today. That's exciting. I I love new variants, just as Delta seems to be easing up. I was hoping we'd get another one. So uh, Dr. James is going to keep us updated. And what the hell? I I can't anymore. What what do you have for us? An insurrection, perhaps? What's going on in News on the Beat? (laughs) Come on. An insurrection, perhaps? Yeah, probably. They both are so punchy right now. It's so wild. There's so much. Listen. Our listeners can relate. There's so a much crap percent. going on in the world constantly. It's just unrelenting. Yeah, so it you is. you have to at some point just yeah. be like, okay. Would you like an right, hour well, of rainbows and teddy bears next week? I want yeah, four I would. hours of it. That's Five what I thought this show was. We used to be. Three years ago, rainbows and butterflies. Even the gays are having a hard time being happy these days. And that's yeah. when you know things that's are going That's when you know things are rough. Yeah. I mean, we're still throwing well, glitter, but we're not doing it with the biggest smile. To be smile. fair, lesbians are always angry. And you're, yes. you're, you're a unicorn. But, I mean, gay men, let's be real. Sad. We're happy. All right. Law enforcement <laughs> needs to take the upcoming right-wing rally in support of jailed January 6th writers very seriously as concerns mount about more potential violence on Capitol Hill. Ex-FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe said they should take it more seriously than they took the same sort of intelligence that they likely saw on January 5th. Law enforcement officials in Washington are steeling themselves against possible unrest at the Justice for J6 rally planned for September 18th, which aims to support the insurrectionists charged in the riot. Homeland Security Intelligence Chief John Cohen previously told CNN that recent online extremist rhetoric is strikingly similar to the buildup to the January 6th attack, with increasing calls for violence linked to conspiracy theories and false narratives. It's still unclear how many protesters plan to attend next week's rally, which falls on a Saturday when the House will be in recess. So far, fewer lawmakers or staff will be around. In other news, the Human Rights Campaign, the nation's largest LGBTQ rights organization, has just fired its first black president, Alfonso David. He was terminated for allegedly violating his contract with the organization. His termination is effective immediately. Uh, The contractual breach may have involved David's role in the scandal surrounding sexual harassment allegations against New York's Democratic former Andrew Cuomo. David served as Cuomo's chief counsel and principal legal advisor before becoming HRC's president. Now, we talked about this possibly happening. It has, in fact, happened. Uh, He did say that uh, Alfonso David did say that that wasn't true. Uh, but it is a thousand percent true. So yeah, it's, I, listen. If, if they found reason to let him go, I am totally in support of that. As the first, uh, you know, black man to run the organization, I hope he's certainly not the last. Yeah. I love the HRC dearly. They're very cis white men. Like I go to the HRC gala. It's yeah. a whole bunch of white men in their 50s and 60s, generally in 40s, my age, um, and a little bit older, and there's not a lot of diversity, and that's unfortunate. I took my partner, and I remember people just Awkward. were so rude to him, and he happens to be black, and so I'm not saying that's the HRC as a whole. That was one evening here at the HRC Gala a couple years ago in Los Angeles, uh, but diversity, uh, 
could be addressed. And I hope that they find, you know, somebody else to uh, take the reins that's also diverse. Yeah. All right. Let me do weather. It's a high of 86 in Cleveland today, 90 in St. Louis, 102 in Sacramento, 111 in Indio, and a high of 106 in Phoenix. Now give us a vibe of the day. Try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. Love that advice. Value to somebody's life today. It's important. All right, coming up uh, in What the Health, Dr. James Simmons is joining us to talk about the new variant that may be worrisome. What we need to know coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, I think it's really, uh, really important that I clear something up. Uh, moments ago, I did say that the most boring man on the face of the planet was, in fact, Dr. James Simmons. <laughs> it was up. a joke. It just kind of popped into my brain. And uh, now things are going to get awkward. because Now you're feeling guilty He's and on the line right now, and it's time for What the Health. And uh, he's keeping us safe and healthy. So, uh, Dr. James, you are very much not boring. Um, I just wanted you to know that. He went into this weird in joke case, that didn't land, and now he's in been... In case you were listening. He's literally been panicking <laughs> since we got on the air. Uh-huh. Who who is this, Michaela? Who is this? I, oh, I don't oh, know. Shade. I don't know. She's uh-huh. she's also shady. Listen, I think I called us boring too. I was calling everybody boring. Um, but <laughs> you know how transitions can be. We've all seen Whoopi Goldberg try to do them for years on the View. She's still yet to successfully do one. Uh, I'm right there with her though. Uh, I'm gonna call Whoopi and I are good friends. I'm gonna call her up and let oh, her know you said God. that. By the way. Oh, I knew it. I keep stepping in. I just got to get out of my own way. So, mm-hmm. Delta variant. Maybe finally coming to an end-ish. It's still very much here. Uh, But if we follow the suit of other uh, parts of the world who have gone through the Delta variant, logic would dictate that here in the next couple of weeks, this is going to really subside. But now uh, there's a new, or should I call it a mu variant, uh, that is uh, making headlines right now. What do we know about this thing? That one was pretty good as far as transitions go. (laughs) I tried. Yeah, I tried. Mu and mu. (laughs) See what I did there? Okay. Amen. Um, well, and so I want to I want to dial us back just a little bit because I, I want to be sure that everyone's very specifically clear that we we are definitely not out of the Delta Woods yet. And unfortunately, you know, I think this is something that I even said on the show a few weeks ago that I thought the Delta would burn out. That's maybe not the right phrase, but burn out faster than previous variants. If we looked at the data from, for instance, the uh, the UK and India where Delta peaked really hard and fast and then fell really hard and fast. For some reason, it is not happening quite as hard and fast here in terms of it starting, it burning out. It's starting to slow a little bit. We're talking about Delta here and in terms of new infections. Now, remember, there are lagging indicators that we've talked about this entire time, which include hospitalizations and deaths. 
which in some states, hospitalizations are still rising, including pediatric hospitalizations. So we're definitely not out of the Delta woods yet. And this is not to scare people. You know, I, I got accused of fear mongering quite a bit last week on social media. This is not to, for people to be scared. This is just for something. This is information. Do with it what you will. But there is a new variant that scientists are looking at. And we look at the new variants of, of viruses all the time. Obviously, COVID gets a lot of attention. There are other variants of COVID that have gotten some attention, but it hasn't turned into a thing, if you will. Well, now they're wondering if this mu, mu, mu variant might be a thing because it sort of looks like it's maybe mutating in a way that it could make the vaccine much less effective. Oh, oh God. that's not really thrilling. No, it's not. So how do I get my third booster shot? Does that help <laughs> at all? Uh, we, we hope so. You know, we think that, and I love that you said it, you said both things, third and booster. I feel like the marketing campaign around this uh, additional shot or the vaccine in general was, was wrong in so many different ways. But one of the things that I think we're going to end up finding out is that these vaccines were probably all along a three-shot series. So we started with get your one shot and then however many weeks later, get your second, right? Yeah, you're vaccinated. And then already, remember, we were talking about boosters in like January when we were having vaccine conversations, right? I actually think, and many scientists are starting to agree that this probably was a shot, a three-shot series anyway to begin with, period. Because we are seeing so many people have really incredibly robust antibody responses with that third dose. So call it a booster, call it the third in a primary series of shots, whatever you want to call it. These are definitely coming to all of us at some point in time. But there is obviously a huge political divide right now in terms of we need to get big chunks of the rest of the world, their first shots before some of us get our third. Well, okay, I now I don't know if this is true. If you're just joining us, we're talking with the health of Dr. James Simmons. I saw somebody post a pill that we could also be at some point taking a pill twice a day to also help fight this uh, kind of like forever. Is there any truth to that? Uh, that is news to me. There are, at least in terms of a specific pill twice a day forever, I know that they are working on some oral therapies um, that are sort of viral inhibitors that prevent viruses from sort of um, replicating really fast and getting a high viral load. Remember, we talk about that a lot in terms of COVID. So um, I know that there are medications, oral medications out there that they're working on for something like this. I'm not aware of anything that's even close to, you know, phase one or two human clinical trials, getting any sort of FDA authorization, anything like that. So I think everyone... You know, we as a species of people and just the way we think, we're really uncomfortable with the unknowns, right? And our brains, it's scientifically proven, are constantly trying to fill in the gaps of things that we don't know. And we do that by projecting. And we do that by, you know, trying to, trying to see the future, with none, which none of us can actually do. My guess is, at least from an ongoing therapy of COVID over time, I think it's reasonable to suggest that we will probably all have a cyclical vaccine, meaning just like the flu vaccine, we probably will get some sort of COVID vaccine at least once a year, probably forever would be my guess. 
Okay. Hey, fantastic. Really thrilling Great. stuff. Great. This is really exciting. Thanks a lot, James. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm either boring or fear-mongering. Terrifying. Or terrifying. Sad. Terrifying. Um, yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, there's more news that we also want to talk to you about uh, because Israel's new spike uh, means we don't know what that means. It's kind of scary. Uh, conservatives are also looking for snake venom to help cure COVID. I mean, the world is a little wild right now, so we're going to have you stick with us so we continue our conversation with you, Dr. James Simmons, next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What the Health with Dr. James Simmons, the most exciting doctor on the face of the planet. <laughs> Just yes, it, he is. In case we need to <laughs> clarify you. that. Uh, Dr. James, um, we're hearing... Oh, conservatives. They've always got all sorts of ideas. First, this thing is fully a hoax. Now they're looking at snake venom to cure COVID. What's going on? Well, it's not. I'm not going to throw our conservative neighbors completely under the bus with this thing. So Brazilian researchers are looking at snake venom. And particularly, it is a particular molecule peptide in the snake venom of one type of pit viper, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of this pit viper, but because pit viper it's hard, yeah. Pit. So wait, there's wait. lots of different pitman. Lisa's Michaela's girlfriend. Lisa's last name is Pitman, and I'm not even kidding. Oh. During the entire break, she was telling us how she came up with her hashtag for her wedding. She's not engaged, but it involves the <laughs> word pit, and this is really a full circle moment here. <laughs> this so, is, it is a full circle. Oh moment. my god! Away. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Pit, pit viper. Well, there's tons of different pit vipers, right? There's the big scary ones that are venomous and fangs and blah blah blah, right? Well, there's a particular type of one that is found in Bolivia, Argentina, um, Brazil, that sort of area of South America, and one peptide from the venom of that snake seems to inhibit the growth of SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, in monkey cells in a laboratory environment. So before everybody rushes off to be like, oh, my God, snake venom is going to cure COVID, no, 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 we're very, very far away from this. But the interesting thing about this is that this is not the first time that we use snake venom for medications. There's a really popular blood pressure medication. There's a, a type 2 diabetes medication that's not used in the U.S. as much, but really popular in other countries um, that have been derived from snake venom. Like we have been using snake venom for a long time to develop medications that we actually prescribe to people and they use now. So this I, is not this is totally out of the blue. I have a friend who's a multi-multi-millionaire traveled Europe with them one time. This guy's got money and he's invested a lot of money into um, scorpion venom and mm-hmm. apparently it's used for like facials or to keep you young or something oh, like yeah, that. Uh-huh. So there's, there's definitely people who are into this sort of thing and there's, no, there's, there's a science to back it. Sure. Facial line that yeah. is like venom quote unquote and you put it on your face and it like plumps it up real good. There's a lip plumper. I have it. There is scorpion scorpion venom that is used. Again, it's not like we're going out to the desert grabbing a scorpion and then coming in and stinging a patient in the hospital. Yeah, you're going to Joshua Tree and just seeing what you come up with. Right, exactly. But there, but there are there are certain types of scorpion venom that are used to treat certain types of brain tumors. What? Like this? This is not. I, I think it's this is. If there's a lesson in any of this, it's that almost everything that we use as a medication is derived naturally. Now, it gets formulated and repackaged and processed and all this stuff, and it ends up sort of not being natural. But, but it is, I mean, it's not completely unfathomable to think that there is not a cure or at least treatment for many different types of diseases that are in nature because that's literally how we make medicine. Yeah. Well, I've got a question for you. So uh, here's, here's part of the problem with the, with the vaccine rollout, I believe. 
for conservatives or people who are a little bit anti-vaxxer or a little bit uncertain. They're saying, listen, we're hearing now that breakthrough cases do in fact happen. Uh, and even if those numbers are actually much lower, you know, one in every five or 10,000 or whatever, I think the number was I saw yesterday. Um, even if that number is very low and those people who are getting breakthrough cases by and large are still not getting deathly ill, right? Um, we do know that people that are fully vaccinated can still contract COVID-19 and more importantly, spread it, which is an issue. Well, one of the places in the world that really handled the vaccine rollout, I mean, just got sparkling reviews, was Israel. Now, as we celebrate Rosh Hashanah for our Jewish brothers and sisters, uh, we see that Israel is now the world's COVID hotspot. Uh, what's going on in Israel, and should we we be concerned uh, here in the United States where we've had a pretty decent vaccine rollout ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shana Tova to our um, Jewish friends. So, yes, Israel has been a, a in fact, other countries have called them the canary in the, in the, in the cave, I guess, um, or canary in the mine, right? They've been doing so much first before everyone else, and then everyone else in the world has been either following or not following what Israel does based off of their results. So it's, it's kind of interesting because the, the headlines around this is like, oh, Israel's like got huge COVID numbers, and they're the hot spot of COVID now, and et cetera, et cetera, except one of the things that gets left out when we just look at headlines like this is that what we're looking at is Israel also ramped up their testing as a part of their efforts to get kids back in the school this fall and to mitigate any sort of outbreaks in their schools. So Israel literally was like, we're going to test everyone and their grandmother. So they ramped up their testing by like tenfold. Well, of course, their numbers went up then, right? But what this does show us is that, yes, people who are vaccinated get COVID. We are seeing in the United States, on average, one in every 5,000 persons who is fully vaccinated uh, can get COVID. And they have high viral loads. But different than the point that you made earlier, AJ, we're not finding that people who are vaccinated with high viral loads are spreading it nearly as much as people who are unvaccinated. So you can get it. You can get a high viral load. You're spreading it, but definitely not to the rate that unvaccinated people are. Um, and it's, I think, the most important bottom line, even in Israel, even the United States, all over the world, everywhere, if you are fully vaccinated, you are not getting seriously ill, needing to be hospitalized or dying from this thing because the vaccines work. Uh, well, in honor of uh, those celebrating uh, Rosh Hashanah and my co-host, Michaela Goldfarb, <laughs> over here. That's actually her family's original last name. Just in case you were wondering, that was her Jewish oh last name, God. Goldfarb. I literally um, hate being I, your I friend. Send love to those in Israel right now. It is a hot spot, and you know, we, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone there. Uh, we appreciate you, Dr. James Simmons, for keeping Thank us you. safe and informed, as always. I will be as boring as possible next time. <laughs> you could never be as boring as Michaela Goldfarb. Trust me. <laughs> I literally hate that I told you this last name. Welcome back to the morning beat for this round of what's poppin'. We're gonna we're gonna share some herstory. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars All Star Six has come to a conclusion after what was the longest season in in herstory. It went on and on and on and on and on, and yes, they've been ma'am. doing that. I feel like recently we enjoyed every moment. Uh, Michaela Gordon, you have all the details. I do want to say spoiler alert: if you have not yet watched. We talking. We're talking. So uh, turn your ears off for just a quick minute, but come right back. Amen. Take it away. Okay, so this is so exciting. I have loved Sonique for years. I used to go visit her at Gabby. We're friends. She was like on their show. Yeah. 
but uh, this was like years ago. Like she, like I didn't know that there was gonna be a moment where uh, she would like go back on Drag Race, that she would compete, that she would compete as a trans woman, and that then she would in fact win mm-hmm. this season of Drag Race. I'll tell you what though, I saw a clip of her falling on accident. Iconic. But landing into a somersault. No. Like a queen. My fiance and I watched it. We're talking Kylie Sonique Love, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. And in their final, in their final lip sync, she her heel, like you said, gets caught and she rolls. And we said that's the moment. Because that's it was moment. pretty close for all of us. Because the entire season, I I, I will say this. Ginger Minj is the best drag queen on the show. Ginger Minj but, is one of the most iconic drag queens totally. ever. But, but where she didn't connect is in the connecting. And it was the emotion, the raw emotion of Kylie Sonique and Eureka, to be fair, and Raja this season. They yeah. all were able to connect in a different way. They couldn't, they couldn't give what Ginger was giving, but Ginger's like a classic drag queen who can do it all. Yeah. Kylie, though... Oh, I just fell in love with her. But Kylie's incredible. And you know, Kylie is 38 years old and she's known to be a little bit older for a drag queen. Um, And I think that, you know, when she competed back in 2010, uh, it was a different time. It was a different show. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah. See, I'm pretty new to the show. I've only been watching for a couple of years now. Yeah. So I've known her for, America's known her for a long time, but she's in her winning season. She's uh, been asked to be the drag mother to Miley Cyrus since been on tour with her. Uh. She just won Drag Race. I mean, this is her moment. Sometimes, you know, I remember, I, I will say this, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but, you know, when she was going to do Drag Race this season, she was going through it. And Willem actually helped her get her costumes together, helped her put her on, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, it's turned around so much for Kylie at Sonique Love. And congratulations. So we actually have some audio of her and the other girls. Because as you know, they announce all four of them as winners during the show to keep it a secret. Yes. And then the four of them get back together and watch the actual winner. And here she is finding out she just won. Here we go. Wait, for real? Wait, no, now's the time? Yeah. Ah! The RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Oh my goodness. The queen who will be inducted into the Drag Race Hall of Fame is (laughs) Kylie Sonique Love. I love being gay because our reactions are such hype men, iconic reactions. Mm-hmm. Like you'll win and everyone's like, ah, just screaming. Eureka's voice is just. <laughs> oh, I know. You know it. You know it. All right. Coming up, Doc Halligan joins us to talk about what to do if your pet needs to get in with a backlog and if anything should be put on the back burner with your pet. It's tough getting into the vets right now, but we'll discuss next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you, our favorite veteran and our veteran, veteran, our veterinarian. Wow, she's not a veteran, is she? No? No? Doc Halligan? Maybe she is. The veterinarian, the dog and cat veterinarian is not a veteran? Got it. Maybe she Uh, is. She could have been, who knows, in a past life. Well, in this life, she's a uh, veterinarian and she's joining (laughs) us in 15 minutes. I can't say that word today. Um, but she's going to tell us what to do if your pet needs to get uh, get in to see a veterinarian. Uh, but there's a long backlog. It's difficult to get your pets in right now. And I, I know a couple weeks back, uh, a month or so ago, we tried to get our dog in. He was having some some issues with his tummy. And it was scaring us. Mm-hmm. And we called our vet and they said, two weeks. I said, two weeks? My dog might not be alive in two weeks. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And luckily, I texted Doc Halligan and she got me in that morning. Um, but... 
Uh, not everybody has that luxury. So she's going to be uh, joining us to keep our pets safe in about 15 minutes. If that matters to you or if it matters to somebody you love, please join in that conversation. Uh, right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right. Well, there's a lot going on, but the human rights campaign, the nation's largest LGBTQ rights organization, has just fired its first black president, Alfonso David. The New York Times reported he was terminated for allegedly violating his contract with the organization. His termination is effective immediately. Now, the contractual breach may have involved David's role in the scandal surrounding sexual harassment allegations against New York's Democratic former Andrew Cuomo. David served as Cuomo's. I say Cuomo, but it's Como. It's Cuomo. You're Is thinking of Love Como, but former governor. Got it. I think that's missing in the. That's copy the, somewhere. Yeah, but, yeah, that's but what you're it's thinking of Lake Cuomo, but it is Cuomo. It's Cuomo. Yeah, okay. You're right. Well, David served as Cuomo's chief counsel and principal legal advisor before becoming HRC's president. Yesterday and today, Mr. David released a statement that included significant untruths about the investigation and his status with the organization. HRC board co-chairs Morgan Cox and Jody Patterson said in a statement, At HRC, we are fighting to bring full equality and liberation to LGBTQ people everywhere. That includes fighting on behalf of all victims of sexual harassment and assault. David had pledged to cooperate with the HRC's investigation, stating that he fully endorsed it. He also denied any wrongdoing on his part. However, he also said that he thought Cuomo should resign after James' report seemed to corroborate the sexual harassment allegations against him. In a past statement about his role under Cuomo, David said multiple inaccuracies have been circulating and therefore this definitive review is important. Uh, He also reiterated that he had no knowledge of any of Cuomo's alleged behavior. However, he is out. He's out. Yeah, I mean, I hope I listen. He was the first black president of the HRC president is that or whatever um, and I hope he's not the last yeah. shouldn't be the last uh, so if he did wrong he should be out absolutely but please keep fighting for diversity because our our, our community is is very diverse absolutely and that needs to be represented yep okay let's do a little weather it's going to be a high of 106 in Phoenix 77 in Seattle 82 in Atlanta 86 in Baltimore 84 in Cleveland 102 in Sacramento and 111 in Indio now give us the vibe of the day. Try not to become a person of success, but rather try to become a person of value. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, coming up, Doc Halligan joins us to talk about what to do if your pet needs to get in with the backlog and if anything should be on the back burner with your pet. We'll discuss next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're joined by our in-house veterinarian, celebrity veterinarian, Doc Halligan. Thank you so much for being here, Doc. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, we made it through the the last of our summer holiday weekends that can be problematic and scary for our pets. Uh, But one thing that we're finding is that uh, veterinarians are really backed up, pet hospitals as well. There's a long, long backlog of appointments. Uh, So what do you do if you've got got a pet who needs to see a vet and they just can't get in? Because I know I called once recently. And luckily, you mm-hmm. saved the day. Um, but yes. they told me it was two or three weeks. And I was like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? Well, you have to go out of your geographic area. That's the problem is that there are areas that don't have the backlog as much. Mm. And so, unfortunately, it's um, just getting on the phone and calling until you find a clinic that will take you in. Um, because the problem is that, you know... Uh, with the pandemic, we were already short. There was a shortage of veterinarians prior to the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, veterinary clinics were not allowed to see elective uh, 
procedures. So uh, we were only allowed to see things that were more emergency-based. So there's a backlog of people just coming in for routine things. I will tell you, though, the half of the cases I'm seeing are, are, are preventable. So that's a big part of the problem is that everybody's home with their pets and they're feeding them Brussels sprouts, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, on Saturday I saw seven cases of blood in the stool because of what the owners are feeding. So part of the problem is the pet owners taking responsibility and being, um, you know, careful about what they're doing on their part. Now, if you do have um, an an emergency situation, um, I would say to continue to call them because sometimes people won't show up. So you could call them more than just one time. But going outside, you might have to drive an hour, right? You might have to go east. You might have to go south. You might have to go north. But we are now getting emails from emergency clinics that are um, stopping elective service for at least 24 hours to get caught up, something that I didn't think I'd ever see in my lifetime. So it's a real problem. And a lot of emergencies, too, are things where people are walking their dog, not on a leash, giving their dog a bone. Um, These are all things that are preventable if the pet owners are more strict with what they're doing with their pets. Amen. Um, Well, I will say that Rocco and Bruno, on a totally different, uh, on a different note, Bruno's been needing to go back to the hospital. He was doing really Mm -hmm. well, um, and now he's starting to not feel well again, and uh, and Lisa started panicking, but it's been very hard to get him into a vet. They're in Las Vegas right now, but for a lot of our listeners Mm -hmm. who aren't in L.A., who don't have the luxury of being able to come and see you if there's an emergency, what are you suggesting Mm -hmm. pet owners do when they're, they're pets are not feeling well and they've had a a past of being very sick well the other thing that we're doing on a regular basis is doing drop-off all right so if you you know you say to them listen can i drop my pet off at eight o'clock in the morning and and so that works why because we have the pet at eight o'clock and we have the whole day to get to the pet and of course if the pet starts to have a serious problem we're going to treat it right so a lot of times people don't want to drop off, but um, that's a definitely something to suggest to people to suggest when you're calling for the appointment, I'd be willing to do an 8 a.m. drop off. Listen, Doc Callahan, I love a drop off. I actually yeah. look forward to it. It gives us an afternoon to kind of just, I don't know, do laundry, clean yeah. without the dog going yeah. wild. We do drop offs for our groomer and they're like, what time would yeah. you like to pick them? I'm like, you can keep them all day if you want. Yeah. Let them, put them in daycare right. after. Yeah. I don't care. I'll, I'll pick them up later as long as he's happy and healthy. Uh, no, yeah. I really, you're so fantastic. You know, um, are there, though, procedures or things uh, that mm-hmm. pets uh, shouldn't be brought into the vets for right now? Are there things that maybe you can handle at home that you should be maybe avoiding going to the vet uh, and not taking up the time that could be going to a dog or a cat who really needs a vet? Well, I mean, if it's not a puppy and they're not dehydrated, A lot of cases of vomiting, diarrhea, especially if the dog's gotten something other than dog food, will heal if you don't feed them for 24 hours. Mm. Giving them water, but no food for 24 hours, and the gut will just heal itself. So that's, you know, that's a big one. Skin problems, too. Put a cone on them. You know, slap that e-collar on, Mm. you know, to keep them from scratching at themselves. Um, obviously broken bones, trouble breathing, learn how to take your pet's temperature. 
it's not that hard. Mm. They have ear thermometers um, now. In fact, that's what we're using. So knowing that your pet's temperature is normal gives you some peace of peace of mind. Um, knowing that your pet has a fever, like my cat was acting kind of weird. I took his temperature and it was 103 and I went, well, okay. You know, so then I knew I need to treat it right away. So if you're calling, you go, my pet has 103 temperature, they're going to be more apt to bring you in because we're triaging. We're prioritizing what has to be seen when. And so I think it's a whole new landscape. I'm not sure it's going to be the new normal, but I think there's a lot of things that pet owners can do as a preventative to avoid having to go to the emergency clinic. I I had no idea that if a pet's tummy was being weird that you could try just water and back off yeah. their food for a day and see that I learned that just now yeah. which is really exciting cuz my yeah, half you, the time that works yeah. half the time as, you just don't feed them because the cells of the stomach and intestine turn over really fast so they heal themselves and you know stop giving them things other than dog food you yeah, know no. people just can't uh and it's so yeah. frustrating for me. I feel like a broken record. Yeah, I know. Don't Listen, give him a little piece of cheese. We stick to a just dog food. Uh, dog yes. kibble. Michaela likes to give her dog Hershey bars and Snickers, she says, because mm. dogs oh. love chocolate. Well, that's because I like to eat I'm food. kidding. I'm kidding, Doc Halligan. Never! <laughs> Doc Halligan, we adore you so okay. much. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Uh, All right. Thank you. Bye. For more information, go to doghalligan.com or get uh, her podcast, Unleashed, anywhere you get a podcast. Now, coming up, a man discovers an unusual connection between him and his Tinder match and he's asking, when's the wedding? Find out next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Are you, wait, Donny Osmond? Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you a quick Donny Osmond story. I didn't know you were going to play this until just now, Justin. So, my good friend, Susan, uh, is a big Donny Osmond fan. Just so happens that Donny Osmond's uh, publicist is a good, good friend of mine. She's also the publicist for Laura Murano for many years, who's a good friend of mine. So I got her a meet and greet with Donny Osmond a couple years ago before the pandemic, and you would have think that I gave her a billion dollars. Oh, She's people love Donny. Happier in her life, she went to Vegas and got to meet the guy. People, okay, so I sang with Donny and Marie Osmond like years ago. They're icon, they're icons. Iconic, yep. but I didn't know what a big deal it was. And my childhood best friend growing up, her mother, had a meltdown. People love the Don. Well, let's talk about puppy love. Speaking of. Uh, a dog owner looked for love on Tinder. There's the transition. Uh, he made a startling discovery. The woman he was talking with on the app. Isn't it funny that all, I hear Tinder and all of a sudden I just think gay? I forget the straight I forget the straight people. I, straight people. Straight I, people. People. I did too. I, I immediately <laughs> thought this was a gay story. And then you were like, girl. And I was like, oh. I was like, the woman. Whoa. Plot Who's twist. That? That's people weird. People are straight. That's old fashioned. Uh, the woman old fashioned. he was talking to on the app turned out to be the person he adopted his dog from. And he went on Twitter to share this entire story. This is really cool. He's been chatting to this girl on Tinder for the past few days. Only turns out that I adopted her Labrador a few years ago. Um, and they, the two started putting their details together as they, you know, kind of put the pieces together. Uh, he said he was unfortunately uh, put up for adoption back in 2018. The guy was 17 at the time. He's very young. Um, everybody who gets a dog at that age puts up for adoption. I gave up, I gave up two dogs in my 20s. I was yeah. terrible. Uh, don't, don't think I've ever been so upset in my entire life. He was the best. If it was my choice, I definitely wouldn't have let him go. Uh, he had. Uh, he said he didn't have Onyx for that long, though. 
Uh, but this this thread of this explanation of the story has over 150,000 likes on Twitter, uh, and they're trying to like set up this first date. It's one Twitter user had the perfect response: "Take the dog on the date for the love of God, make it happen." Okay. This, I mean, this is uh, this is a movie here. This is a movie. So apparently, as of October 26th, 27th, uh, he shared photos uh, from his first date with the woman. Of course. Uh, he brought Onyx with him. Obsessed. Um, many tears. Some great memories. Oh very my happy God. dog. Obsessed. Apparently, Onyx. So he adopted Onyx. I guess Onyx was he adopted. Onyx was hers initially. That's what it was. Well, unfortunately, uh, did not remember the girl at first. Uh, but you could see there was something there by the end of the date. Oh my God. Um, and they said they're all going to. The three of them will get together regularly from now on. Oh that, my this, God, this, this little dog you brought them to. Okay, but this also is a movie. listen to me. This is a movie. When I come home and Rocco sees me, he gets the stuffed animal as big as his body and he runs around the house and it's very difficult for him because he's a little man. Mm-hmm. And then he brings me the stuffed animal and they get very excited. And it's like the highlight of my day. I can imagine giving up my dog for adoption and then going to see my dog years later and him being like, well, hello. Like, <laughs> good to see you again. <laughs> what have you been up what to? What do you have to say for yourself? Because I have a dad. Oh, you want my dad to be your man now? Yeah. Honey, maybe you should have thought about that yep. before you gave me up. Rocco <laughs> would totally ice you out. Oh, Rocco would ice me out. I can't Rocco tell you. would learn how to flip me off just <sighs> to make sure that I felt it. He, he knows how to do it now. I've seen he him. He knows how to wave to I've me. I've seen him do it behind your back. He flips you off. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this. There's, I had dogs growing up, right? But as I look back over it, I had, I, I'm like, wait, let me do the timeline on this. I don't remember any of my dogs dying except for the one that my dad ran over with the red truck. Mm-hmm. It's in my book. You can read it. It's chapter three or four, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, besides that, though, I don't remember the other five or six dogs I had growing up ever dying. And I asked my mom recently what happened to them. We only had each of them for maybe a few months. One, I think we had Mandy for about a year maybe. And then they would just go to another home all, yeah, all the time. But now that I have a dog like that I have had since he was a puppy, he's still a puppy. Yeah. I have never been more in love with a non-human being in my entire life. And I love him more than I love most humans. Yes. Like when you tell me he's not my son, I get mad. Like yeah. I legit get mad. So if for whatever reason I couldn't take care of him anymore and he went somewhere else and I came across him two or three years down the road. And that dog did not know who I was. I would be over it. Devastated. Devastated. So I hope this turns out. And I hope, listen, don't do this to this dog again. If you two are going to date, you better get married and spend the rest of your yeah, you GD can't do that lives to together. Dog. Because don't put that dog through this a second time. Amen. Do All right, something serious. Well, listen, they can take notes from Cardi B and Offset because they, they made, met, they married, made it work. had a baby, made it work, and they've got another major announcement. We've got it. What's popping coming up next? Just moments from now, prepare yourselves because our queen of pop culture and entertainment is going to share the latest in you in a segment we like to call What's Poppin'. But first, I'm going to tell you this. Our show is also a podcast. (laughs) Did you know that? So if you miss us in real time, can't listen to us live, don't worry. You can download the Odyssey app at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's a spelling bee right there. It's a good word. We made it up. Amen. It's a company name. What we did not make up, though, is the story. Michaela has the latest. And what's popping? This is so funny that we're doing this story because my cousin just sent me a photo of her when she was pregnant. My hands were on her belly at her baby shower. And she's like, this was five years ago. And I'm like, 
Oh, I remember that. You were trying to take the baby, weren't you? I was. I know you. Shouldn't give it to me. Baby Gianni. He loves me. <laughs> Always taking the easy way out, this one. <laughs> All right, well, it's big news. Uh, baby news. Cardi B and Offset welcome their second baby. Uh, and it's a boy. Everyone is so overjoyed. Um, and it's so exciting because... A lot of people thought that the baby was going to be a girl. It was rumored that it was another little girl. As you know, they they already have their three-year-old daughter culture. So uh, it's so cute that it's a boy. And uh, she looks beautiful. She's, of course, wrapped in a Louis Vuitton blanket. And uh, looks so fierce. But I feel like this happened. I feel like we just found out she was pregnant. And then she had the baby. She must have been holding out. Listen, celebrities are sneaky. Yeah. Like, especially during this pandemic, they're having whole... Like whole families, and we don't know until the family's here. A thousand percent. Like we just found out Mayor Pete and, and Chaston were even starting the family like a couple weeks ago. At least I did. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we have two now. <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, the way that they found out that they were pregnant is she literally looked at uh, um, Offset, and she noticed that her mouth was starting to get really watery, and she was experiencing headaches and car sickness. Okay, that, that did not go where I thought it was going. She's like, she looked at off, Offset, and her mouth was getting watery. Oh, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, but she said, I think I'm pregnant, bro, and they took a test. I think I'm pregnant, bro. That's exactly how it happened. So cute. And then she did, and uh, she said, they were so excited about this because it feels like a new chapter. You know, they've had a really uh, public rocky relationship uh-huh. one that they've sort of been able to come together multiple times not to be confused with asap rocky not th- <laughs> a, a very asap rocky relationship an asap rocky relationship but this no. baby is a is a new start i love them. them together they're also hot together they're so hot together and you know they're real together because you yeah. know what infidelity happens mistakes yep. happen things happen especially in that world i mean i can't yeah. l- listen I, I i i i can't imagine what it would be like to have that level of fame and money and access uh, but to both be on tour and around the world, having everybody literally throw yeah. themselves at you all the time, you're going to slip up. I agree. I agree. Congratulations, you two. All right, coming up in the next hour, Billy Porter doesn't care if he never plays a straight role again. He's talking about it. But first, here's Rumors by Lizzo and Cardi B. Ooh, yes! I am your fabulous godmother. Do you want to go to that ball and meet a bunch of rich people who will change your life? Yes, I was just crying and singing about it like two minutes ago. Then go, you shall! Oh, look at that. This is different. I don't okay, Dad, you said you wanted to be a businesswoman. It's magic time. Holy. Okay, does, does it feel a little bit like Billy Porter's playing Pray Tell and we're at like a ball, like in the ballroom? Okay. Like if you just didn't know what that was about, that's what it would sound like. That's actually... Uh, Billy as the uh, fairy godmother in the new Cinderella out on Amazon now. Uh, people have mixed reactions to this film, I will say. I have not watched it yet. Camila Cabello, I don't know that I, I'm all on board with that just yet. I'm still like riding hard with Brandy Norwood uh, yes. in that Cinderella. But and Whitney Houston. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'll check it out at some point, right? Uh, but Billy Porter, in a recent interview with Attitude, uh, Billy's been on our show. We love him, adore him. Uh, he's an Emmy winner, Tony winner. I mean, he's iconic, right? Uh, said that uh, when asking about queer actors should be the only ones taking on queer roles and the need for balance. This was his response. I do believe in an across-the-board way that queer roles at this point in the game should only be for queer actors. The only reason why I feel that way so strongly is because queer people playing straight roles is not the same. We don't get the same thought. We don't get the same opportunities in that way. It's imbalanced. I think the conversation is more for me about balance. I hear what he's saying. 
Uh, and he also says the, the 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 catchy headline is "I'll never play another straight role in my life." Right. I don't know that that Billy Porter has really played many straight roles. Has he played any straight roles? I'm sure he has, maybe, right? I don't know. But I know None that I know him from. I know Billy Porter from like Kinky Boots and Pose and like the gayest roles on the planet, and I love and live for that. I actually think it would have been iconic if he did play now a straight role to show the diversity in his acting ability. And I think that would have been very cool. So to think that he'll never uh, do a straight character. I mean, that's his tea. For me, I don't feel that way. For me, I would never stop playing straight roles because I feel like I'm trying to show my diversity and my ability. Uh, well, I do appreciate that at least in his statement, he said at this point in the game. Right. Meaning maybe not forever, but, but for, for right now, now, queer roles should be played by queer actors. And I think I'm sort of on board with that for the most part because here's the thing. No matter what the role is, you could cast and cast and cast all day long and there are probably so many people who are so talented and so worthy of that role that you'll never meet, that aren't famous enough, that don't have the influence or the money or the whatever. Um, and you can recast the same project 20 different ways and still have a successful project. You know, this idea that only Julia Roberts can play a romantic lead is just outdated. Right? Where's Julia Roberts, by the way? Who cares? She's made her money and she's just chilling. I just want to know, you know where she's where, at. I Where's saw, my pretty woman? You no, know, she was uh, in Italy or Lake Como or something like that. Just recently, I saw her at a, in a in a swimsuit uh, on a yacht this weekend. Really? So yeah, that's what she's doing. Good for her. Um, but I agree with that. However, I think we as a community need to be very, very careful about demands when it comes to acting because they're just just by default. There are more straight characters to be played, right? They make up 70, 80, 90% of the well, population. Also, I, so I don't want queer actors to miss out on the opportunity because, because listen, listen uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, I don't know how I met your mother. He plays a womanizing, like, super cis straight guy and plays it perfectly. Yeah. So it's it's not impossible. Billy Porter's pretty feminine and, and, and crosses a lot of boundaries and gender lines. And, and I love that. So it might be a little more difficult to just maybe visualize Billy Porter's playing like a butch straight guy, but yeah. I don't think that he needs to. Here's what I think. Zendaya, Zendaya is beautiful. We love her, but she just did an interview and she said, if I ever became a director, I would only hire black women. So I think that's amazing. I think it's beautiful. But then also as an actress, where does that put me? If I start demanding that I'm only going to do queer sure. roles, I'm very, very, very much now putting myself in a box. And so I think that that's just something that actors, queer actors need to think about, maybe staying more open-minded because we're coming into a time where like the privilege is out, honey. Yeah, well, I think it's great that we are at a space and a moment in time where people are even able to say things like that. That Zendaya could be like, yeah, I will only hire black actors. Do I think that's the long-term solution? Of course not. I think that's no better than anything else has been done, right? But we need the Tyler Perry's of the world and the Jordan Peele's of the world to be giving black actors opportunities so that someday it'll be more equitable. And it goes back to, I remember when uh, Issa Rae a few years back, white people were just enraged by this, but she was at the Emmys. And um, somebody asked her, I actually know the person who asked her this, who are you rooting for tonight? She said, all, all, all the black people or all the people black. Yeah. And that was it. And she was dead serious. And they're like, hey. she's like, no, seriously, just all the black actors. Yeah. Because until we get to a point where there's more equity, I think that's okay. Now, I don't want to live in a world where we all retreat to our corners and only consume or, or represent what we are. 
that scares me. Well, Long, yeah. long term, I don't want that. I don't think that's the answer at all. I think that we're just looking for more diversity on screens. As a white woman, I uh, do I feel a little bit nervous that maybe there aren't roles for me anymore yeah i do do i feel like when i'm going into casting or someone's doing a show or thinking of me do i think i could easily be replaced with a more diverse character i get listen definitely i'm a cis white guy right now and the gay thing used to be like too much and then somehow very very quickly it became not enough anymore and i've had that moment and you know i'm in a relationship with a black man who i support wholly but we're in the same industry and he's fucking and it's yeah, and it, booked and blessed, and, and as am I. Listen, I'm hosting a national radio show right now. Right. I, I'm a very, very blessed man, and I know that. Um, but I've had to check myself a few times. That doesn't mean those emotions aren't also real. And the scary thing is getting lumped in with just all cis straight white guy or cis white guys. Yeah, like I'm, I'm. There's so much to me, and I hope we get to a place where everybody is just looked at. You know, speaking of Cinderella, um, played Little Richard. In a TV movie, 1997, technically hetero. Well, Little Richard's a little ambiguous. Yeah, so, wait, was that ever... Hmm, yeah. Was he heterosexual? So, I always thought he was a little bit of both. But... He was gay. Um, speaking of Cinderella, though, my type of casting goes back to... when we talked to Todrick, your good friend, on the show about exactly this. The Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston that we Iconic. mentioned. Rainbow casting. It was rainbow casting. Absolutely. And and speaking of Todrick, and I will say there's this. a Filipino prince like that meant a lot to my friend Therese. Like it, everybody was represented somewhere. In that yeah, film. I will say Todrick has always done rainbow casting. Whether or not people liked it, they often said he didn't put in enough black people. But yeah. it was always just a good solid mix. Yep. And I think that's where we should end up. All right, coming up uh, in so what did I miss? Apparently, m- women are finding it very attractive when men. Mumble will tell you that riveting story coming up next. Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good, Michaela. How about that? This was not good. Hurricane Ida, very much not good. Lots of devastation. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people still without power, electricity, um, water, just the basics. Uh, But people are doing what they do. People are stepping up and becoming real-life heroes right now. That includes Houston businessman Jim uh, I cannot say his last name, Mickingvale, Mickingvale, I believe. He's known as Mattress Mac, better known, that's easier to say. Uh, he's sheltering Hurricane Ida evacuees and sending over 30 truckloads full of donations to those in need. Uh, he's, a, he's a legendary philanthropist and businessman uh, in the Houston area. Uh, people have known him for decades, uh, and he's reaching out and he's doing everything he can. He says, his, uh, the store, uh, he's got a shelter. Uh, the store is currently housing more than 50 families and individuals uh, with more expected to arrive as the week goes on. Um, and he said he did it during Katrina uh, and people need a place to stay. So they're doing it once again. Uh, and it, it's just when people step up like this mm-hmm. um, and not only is he raising donations and money, uh, gallery furniture is also asking, which he owns, is asking Houston residents for the following items, non-perishable food, bottled water, toothpaste, toothbrushes, diapers, pet food, toiletries, books, games, all sorts of things. Um, they're doing so much to help so many people right now. And you got to think about it. 50 families. That number might not seem huge. Yeah. But if a bunch of people help a few people, that, that makes a big difference. Major. My... Um, my fiance's family lives in Baton Rouge, and they were there during the flooding a few years ago, and their entire home was just devastated, destroyed. And his uncle was rescued after he was standing by himself in waist-deep water because his wife and daughter were in Atlanta at the time, and they had to send a boat 
to get the guy. I mean, this is uh, this is real. This yeah. really impacts people's lives. So Big good, stuff. good for you, Mattress Mac. We appreciate you. All right. Well, this story is crazy. An amputee man complete the 13-hour crawl on highest mountain in Wales and was able to raise thousands of dollars for amputee children. His name's Paul Ellis. He suffered a spinal injury and had both legs amputated, uh, but he was able to do this at 56 years old. And um, I think it's incredible. It's a 3,560-foot climb. Uh, and he all he had was a few blisters. He said, I had a few blisters on my stumps, blisters on my hands. You're putting your wrist down all the time. So my wrist got quite sore. But with all of the support, the people on the mountain saying, come on, you can do it. That spurs you on. And uh, how incredible. Just when you think you can't do something and then mm-hmm. somebody like that shows up, makes it happen. Well, I love I love ending on a positive note. You know, we had a, it was a heavy show today, of course. There's a lot going on in the world. I also want to remind you that uh, we did talk about whales uh, uh, trying to put a penis on their dragon. Oh, uh, right. On the, well, on the, well on the whales dragon, is a big, big part of our show today. The dragon flag. So, mm. uh, We're actually coming to you live from whales. Yeah, if you missed that. I feel like a whale. Download the Odyssey app. Same, girl. Girl. You know why? Because I've been eating that McDonald's, honey. It's delicious. Though. I love it's worth it. it. Every Listen, bite. Tell me something good is actually brought to you by McDonald's uh, at any moment. Any moment that can give you a sweet relief is a moment to look forward to. And now for a limited time at McDonald's, are you ready for this? Uh oh. Get a small McCafe pumpkin spice latte, uh-uh. hot or iced what? for $2. Two bucks. I want it. And I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look like a whale. Who are you? So, Delicious. Somebody that wanted it. Some of now prices Let's, do vary. Yeah, depending on where you are. In Los Angeles, it's probably three dollars. It's in Los Angeles, it's seventy thousand dollars. Eighteen cents, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, thank you, as always. We hope you had a wonderful time listening to our show. We have a great show for you tomorrow. Until then, wash your hands, wear your masks. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.